Welcome back to the Live, Learn, and Play podcast. March is Child Life Month, and on this episode, we sit down with Brianna Shannon and Sarah Franz, two child life specialists here at Arkansas Children's Hospital, and they talk about their unique role here with patients and families in the hospital, and they focus on the power of play. You'll see child life specialists through music therapy, painting with our patients, blowing bubbles, but it's all with a purpose. And so they're a really awesome team here um, at Arkansas Children's, and we get to know more about them and the role that they play here. If you are a patient at Arkansas Children's, you've probably had an experience with child life, but if not, um, anytime you're inpatient or you visit us, you can always request for a child life specialist to come and visit your child. And we always accept donations and there's more information online. Please like and subscribe to the Live, Learn, and Play podcast wherever you listen. We also hope that you and your family are staying safe during this time, you're washing your hands, wearing your mask, and social distancing when you can. Now, here's Brianna and Sarah. All right, it is Child Life Month at Arkansas Children's Hospital, and today I'm joined by Brianna Shannon and Sarah Franz. They are child life experts here at Arkansas Children's. And if you've been, if your child has visited Arkansas Children's or you've had a family member, you've probably heard about child life. But we're going to dive a little bit uh, deeper into what they actually do and how they use play when it comes to care for patients here at Arkansas Children's. So, Brianna and Sarah, welcome. Thanks so much. For having us. Yes, thank you. Like I said, um, maybe people have heard of child life if they've had a family member or a friend here at Arkansas Children's, but let's just talk about um, a little bit about what child life does. And Sarah, maybe if you could start how you even got into this field and what you like about child life. Sure. So my route to child life is a little bit different than everybody else's. I actually started with a career in corporate insurance, which is great and very interesting and all the things, but just didn't quite, um, just kind of felt like something was missing. So ended up looking at some different volunteer opportunities around the community and ended up volunteering at a pediatric hospital. Love kids, love working with kids. So I thought this was a great fit. And during that was able to observe a child life specialist doing medical play with a teddy bear. A patient was receiving an IV and just wasn't coping appropriately. So the child life was able to walk through all the steps of starting an IV on the teddy bear with the child. And the child was able to facilitate some of those steps. So do some of the steps of the IV starting process for the teddy bear. And so watching how the child was able to cope through that and how they were able to use play to help educate the child on the steps needed for the procedure, it was just, I just knew that was it. That was the job for me. And so at that point, I started my master's and completed that and started here at Arkansas Children's as a fellow. And then now one year later, after the fellowship, I then started as the hematology oncology specialist. So is child life, is, is it a um, certification? Is it a two-year program? How, what does that look like? 
So it is a certification. So ultimately, to become a child life specialist, you have to take a certification test to become a child life specialist. But in order to be eligible to take the certification exam, there's a few different steps before. So before all this even happens, you have to volunteer at a pediatric hospital and gain experience in the hospital under volunteer status. And so doing that then makes you eligible for an internship. So we have to complete a 600-hour internship. And then all through that, you need to also be taking these 10 courses that fulfill certain areas of child development. So some are generated towards play, some towards special education, some towards bereavement and grieving. And so there's different areas that you have to be educated in. And so once you've fulfilled all those steps, at that point, you can then sit for the exam and become a child life specialist. But then in addition to that, many specialists also complete a practicum experience before their internship or even after the internship, they might complete a fellowship. So everybody's route might look a little bit different, but it's generally those couple steps. Okay, that's good to know. I I had no idea that it was that um, specialized. So that that's good to hear. Brianna, was that your route that you took? Was that similar or? Yes. So I went to the University of Alabama and I got my bachelor's degree. So some people get a bachelor's degree and then some people will go on to get their master's. Um, a master's is not required, um, but it is so competitive these days that a lot of people go on to get their master's. Um, but I did a practicum, and then I did my internship here, actually, at Arkansas Children's. And then I came back and did a fellowship and then got hired on full-time. So, Awesome. That's that's interesting to hear how you, uh, the training and the specialized training that goes into being a child life specialist, because it is such a key part of the care that we provide here. Um, we always talk about family-centered care, and that's something that you hear internally a lot. But why is it important, especially at a children's hospital, that we have child life? And how does that family-centered care play into that? So I think it is important to have family-centered care here at the hospital to include the patients and the family. So to realize that the patient's can have a role in their care here and be a part of decision making and understand that they um, are ultimately the ones who we're helping to cope and understand why they're here at the hospital. Um, A lot of times we do that by um, doing before COVID, we were able to do scrapbooking with our patients and families. Um, And so we would do we would have weekly scrapbooking sessions for the parents to come and just create their child's journey through a scrapbook. Um, so we would print two pictures each week, and they would we would provide all the scrapbooking stuff. And then on, I work on the cardiovascular unit, so up there I do a lot of footprint crafts for the holidays of the babies. And then we celebrate birthday parties, um, we celebrate discharge parties, We celebrate transplant parties. So we're involving the parents to be able to help coordinate some of these big events and milestones just as if they were at home. I was just going to even add that I think family-centered care is definitely important here at Arkansas Children's because while Brandon and I may know developmentally what's best, the parents and the guardians are going to 
they're who are ultimately specialized in their child and they're going to know their child inwards outwards frontwards backwards and can definitely help clue us in on how to best help their child because the ultimate goal is to have the hospitalization be as non-stressful and non-traumatic as it is possible and so I think having family-centered care and including them on how best to care for their child is probably what will help us get there for sure and so that's definitely an important part of that. Right, because here at Arkansas Children's, the patients do not arrive alone. They usually have parents or guardians with them, so it's true. They, they, they know their child the best. Um, Brianna, you talked a little bit about COVID um, and during the pandemic. How have you and your team kind of adapted to the changes because you relied so much on that patient and child life team member one-on-one um, interaction? How, how have you adapted during the pandemic? During COVID, um things have looked a little bit different. Um, our playrooms and our teen rooms got shut down during COVID. We have been able to take patients one-on-one to the teen room now as time has gone on, but we have also done our um, events through CCTV, so through the hospital TV program. So we've done some games such as bingo, and we have also done crafts, And we've also read some books um, so that kids can participate here at the hospital by watching the hospital TV program since we can't go to the playrooms or teen rooms like we were able to. We also did some Facebook Lives with our artists and our music therapists and our teachers even did some science experiments on Facebook Live um, to not only involve the patients and families here at the hospital, but to involve um, our patients and families who are at home. That's awesome. I remember those Facebook Lives. Um, You just mentioned a lot of different team members. You mentioned uh, music, art, and teachers. So talk about their roles in child life. Sarah, do you want to talk about that? Sure. It is a teamwork situation for sure. So the child life department has several different facets to it. So we have our patient activity specialist. We have two of those here at Arkansas Children's and they are so helpful. They help with encouraging play opportunities for our patients. So they'll do bedside play activities. They'll help us with our playrooms and our teen rooms as we're slowly opening them back up. They're helping to phase those back in. They also help with making sure that we have play material stocked and available. And then we also have our music therapist, and he does bedside sessions with our patients, helping them to have emotional outlets through music. We have also our hospital school program, which we have three different teachers in that, and they work with our students to make sure they're staying on track with their school goals and helping to keep in touch with their schools that they attend to make sure that any communication that is handled as well. And then last but not least, we also have our artists in residence with their famous art carts that they push through the halls with all kinds of arts and crafts, fun, and anything you could think of on our carts to do arts and crafts with the patients. I I love hearing about the art and the music um, and and the teaching as well. Anyone who has kids or um, knows kids knows that that is a huge part of their lives. So we continue that. The Child Life team is dedicated to continuing that while they are here at the hospital. Um, On the podcast, of course, we we like to tell stories. This is a storytelling platform. If one of you could maybe, or both of you, I want to hear a story um, about a patient um, that you remember that stands out from your time here where you saw the transformation with child life 
when they came into the hospital and then when they left or during their care here. Brianna, do you want to share a story? Yes, so I had a preschool age child. Neither him nor dad spoke English, so we had translators available. But we also, I could tell as I would go into the room that the child was just very timid, kind of withdrawn, not as familiar with the hospital setting. So I slowly would just go in and start playing um, to build rapport with him and get to know him and his family, even though, you know, they didn't speak English, we can play. And over time, he would start warming up. He started smiling and laughing as we were playing. And then it became evident that he was scared of syringes. He needed to take his medicine through a syringe. As I realized he was scared of syringes, we started painting with syringes to allow him to become familiar with the syringe in a more fun way. So we would do that. We did that for a few times. And then over time, he eventually became more familiar with the syringe that he started taking his medicine through his syringes. So how did you feel watching this transformation from him going from being completely scared of syringes to now taking his medicine? How did that make you feel? That's one of my favorite parts of my job is just seeing a child go from being scared or withdrawn to coping appropriately to just getting it, you know. Um, So it was definitely, it was great to see him have such a transformation and to know that I helped him get to his goal. All right, and Sarah, how about a story or uh, a patient story that that stands out uh, to you that you saw that that you've witnessed during your time here? Sure. So over on the HEMOC unit, we have a patient who is actually a relapse patient. So she had cancer at a younger age when she was two, and then, you know, several years later, she was in remission and unfortunately relapsed. A few years ago and so I've been with her through the journey of the relapse and watching her go through that so this wasn't a new experience for her and she knew the general gist of it but having cancer toddler years versus cancer while you're in your school years is a little bit different so we worked with relearning you know how a port access what that looks like to get your chemo on 4k and what that looks like and different methods to take your medicine and she is working on her mobility so working on sticker charts with her to encourage that um it has been really something to watch as she has learned to cope with all of that and how she's now has a set routine as she goes into the hospital um, something she still works with struggling on is just simply wanting, she knows what's coming in the hospital. So getting out the motivation to get to the hospital and say so something that we work on now is just having those normal experiences for her. So when she comes to the hospital, we create a bucket list, a bucket list of things for her to accomplish while she's here. So it may be having a dance party with the staff or making slime in her room or visiting the toy closet on 4k it just you never know what's going to be on her bucket list but just encouraging her to still be a child and still having those set goals of things for her to accomplish that are non-medical related and something that is not directly related to her cancer has been something that's been super beneficial and you you mentioned HEMOC and for people who are listening and aren't familiar with that term can you tell us what happens in that unit 
Sure. So HEMOC is short for hematology oncology. And so on our unit, we see cancer and blood diseases in addition to our rheumatology kids come and stay with us on that unit. Excellent. Um, What is one thing, we've heard a lot about what Child Life does. What is one thing that you wish people knew about Child Life? Brianna. So one thing that I wish people knew about Child Life is that we play. We play with a purpose. So a lot of times it looks like we're just playing, but there's always a reason behind why we are just playing. So um, that's we play to assess coping. We play to understand where the ch- child's understanding is of their hospitalization. We do medical play to familiarize the kids with what they're going to see while they're here at the hospital. We distract, so we're playing while we're distracting during hard procedures. Love a good ASPI book for those distraction techniques. Bring it on. Yeah, I think I've memorized my ASPI books at this point. Yeah, we do that in sensory play too to help encourage those positive sensory experiences. When in the hospital, you may just be receiving pokes and prods and those just aren't quite positive sensory experiences. So providing water beads and kinetic sand and Play-Doh and encouraging that kind of play as well is definitely something we do too. And I know you take, you, you, obviously you take care of the patient and the family. Um, has there been a time where you have to involve the siblings as well? That is something that I definitely do on the hematology oncology unit, and I know Brianna does as well. Um, when a patient receives a cancer or a blood disease diagnosis, it not only affects the patient, but it's definitely a big deal for the whole family as well. It is a disruption of their routine, their priorities, what they're looking out for on a daily basis. And so with that, that also affects the siblings. So Child Life is with those siblings from day one. We are working to help make sure that they understand what's going on here in the hospital. Um, Pre-COVID, that used to be the siblings would come to the hospital and we'd teach them directly about what that cancer diagnosis means. But as of right now, I have been FaceTiming with siblings to help educate them on this. We have been doing FaceTime calls with families as well to make sure that everybody stays connected, as well as coaching parents on how to have those conversations when they get home with brother or sister on what that cancer diagnosis looks like. And then also just establishing their role in the family. So the sibling's role is going to change a little bit. So giving them that set expectation of what this is going to look like moving forward and how they can be helpful and give them that purpose during the treatment is also something that we find that's really important for siblings. Yes, and I um, help provide support to siblings on the cardiovascular unit as well. Um, A lot of the ways that Sarah was talking about, um, I also try to encourage families to allow the siblings to draw or write notes or to send up with the parents to put in the siblings' room here at the hospital so that the siblings can see that. Um, Pre-COVID, when we had more siblings here at the hospital, I would even prepare the siblings for what they are going to see before they go back to see the sibling. Um, So especially after a heart surgery, you have a lot of medical equipment. So go in, take pictures um, on my hospital iPad, and then allow and go through those pictures with the sibling to prepare them for what they will see um, before going back to see their sibling. Sarah, what does it mean to you to be part of a patient's journey with cancer? Oh my gosh, it is definitely 
something that pulls at your heartstrings every day. Um, watching those kids accomplish things that many families or patients or children would have never thought or expected their childhood to look like is definitely something that's impactful. And so being a child life specialist in that and helping them champion and master some of those difficulties that they're experiencing or watching that aha moment as they understand what's going on, or even just providing that stress relief in a moment that may just be tough times in the hospital is something that's been so impactful. And it's an instant gratification situation for sure, watching and being part of that. And Brianna, I know you mentioned CVICU a little earlier in the interview. Just tell us um, briefly what happens on that unit as well. On the cardiovascular intensive care unit, we have patients from birth to adult. So if you were followed here as a child, you can be followed here as an adult. You On CV, we have all of those patients. So a lot of times we have patients who need heart surgery. Um, We also get patients that come back just because they're sick. Um, We get heart transplants, so we have children here waiting for heart transplants and then get a transplant and um, then recover and go home. So we have a variety of ages and a variety of congenital heart defects on the unit. And I'll ask you the same question. Um, I asked Sarah, what does that mean to you to be part of a patient and family's journey as they're dealing with something so important as either heart surgery or waiting for a heart transplant? Like Sarah said, it's definitely very impactful. Um, It's some of these families' hardest days of their life, and to be able to help walk through those days with them and make the hospital a little bit less scary is one of my favorite parts of our job. Um, some of these families at birth know that they, their child is going to be born with a congenital heart defect, and some of the families don't know until they're born. And either way, it's hard to still prepare for what that journey is going to look like until you're in the midst of that journey. Um, and so just getting to walk with them through the journey and getting to see these kids and how they even go from and meeting their different milestones that they have while here at the hospital or they go home and then come back for another surgery. But to see how far they've come, it's great. So for people who are listening that might want to get involved or support Child Life, what, um, what would you suggest to them or how, that they could, how they could help the Child Life team here at Arkansas Children's? There are multiple ways you can definitely um, help support us. We love all help and support. Bring it on. Um, So one of the ways that Child Life is supported in the hospital is through our volunteers. They work in our playroom, Camp Wanna Play, our teen room, directly on some units. I know the HEMOC unit has their own volunteers as well as NICU and many other units in the hospital. And so we would love for you to come join our volunteer team. Or if you're busy with time, then that is another way to support us is through donations. So we are always looking for donations for our toys. And these are tools that we use here in the hospital and something that we're constantly restocking. And we would love for that as well. So Brianna, that's awesome how people can get involved outside of the hospital. If you are a patient at Arkansas Children's, how do you get connected with Child Life? So if you are inpatient, you can always ask your nurse or your medical team to call Child Life. Um, 
You can also go to Arkansas Children's website and search Child Life and find our office number there if you know you're coming in for an appointment or for an inpatient stay. We're also available by email. If you reach out to us, then we're happy to help support you and help prepare any children for upcoming hospitalizations. Well, ladies, I know um, we love working with Child Life. And if patients and families have been at Arkansas Children's and know Child Life, they appreciate this resource because it it does. It normalizes their experience and makes the child feel comfortable, which in turn makes the family feel comfortable. Is there anything as we... uh, celebrate Child Life Month. Is there anything else you'd like to add? We are just so happy to be here at Arkansas Children's. It is Child Life Month, Social Work Month, Nutrition Month, all the things. So we are just so happy to be part of such a big team that works together here at Arkansas Children's. Well, thank you both. Thank you for your time today. And thank you for listening. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was great hearing more from Brianna and Sarah about what Child Life Specialists do We often see them at the hospital, working with patients, painting, um, the music therapy, our TAILS program. They are just a really awesome team. We love Child Life. So happy Child Life Month. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you want some more information about Child Life, please visit our website at archildrens.org and search for the Child Life and Education Department. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.